Welcome to Arcade Attack. A retro gaming podcast for up to four players. Hello, it's Adrian here, back for another Arcade Attack podcast. You can't keep us down. I'm be- I'm we're like too- Rocky. We're like Rocky. You, like, <laughs> you put us down and we're like, oh, we get back up at ya. You think, oh, yeah, like Balboa. He's written the last script for Rocky Balboa. That's it. Rocky's done for uh, Dusted. That's my story done. Then all of a sudden, Ryan Koo comes in and says, no, you're back for Creed. Boom. Then Creed 2. Then Creed Funf. Then Creed 20. Yeah. We'll, we just keep coming back. Um, but <laughs> you probably heard his voice, but Dylan is in the house. I am here, unfortunately for some, but I am here. <laughs> and we've got Rob back as well. How you doing, mate? Hey, how you doing? <laughs> I need no bell. Do you know what? Honestly, I was going to start with a Rocky kind of story with this particular pod because apparently um, Rocky Four is going to get a director's cut. So they got all the clippings from the floor. They got all the kind of offshoots, extra robot scenes. I thought we can add this onto the original film. We can actually make a, a whole new Rocky Four film. What do you reckon about that, ladies and gents? I yeah, I, that's old news. I heard about that weeks ago. You told me about <laughs> this weeks ago. <laughs> Months ago, more than mate. Um, yeah, but like, no, I, as I kind of said then, Rocky Four is an 85 minutes film, like at least 15 minutes of which are music videos and flashback montages. <laughs> yeah. Like, if I can think of one film. <laughs> That can take like extra footage being added to it. It's Rocky Four. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, man. You know, I mean, but... it's very short. I mean, it barely starts and then it's ended. I'm like, what? <laughs> it's good you film. What? But, I... Like what? I mean, I saw in the cinema like a few months back. It still holds up. And because Rob hey, went in you... a time machine, Rob went in the time machine to the 80s and was able to watch yeah. it in the cinema. Well, it was at the Prince Charles Cinema, I know, which is I just kind of a time it. machine. Uh, <laughs> no, but age, you'll you'll get this. Do you know what song I was listening to earlier on? Hearts and Fire. No, but uh, same soundtrack. There's uh, no burning, easy burn... way out. Nope. Burning Heart. Burning. One-way street. But go west, one-way street. <laughs> no. Oh, no. mate. Anyway. Dylan, you like, you like Go West. Like and go Adrian west, likes Rocky Four. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Put, put, it's put the your song hands together. Playing. Yeah, put your hands together. No. I prefer A Measure of a Man, Rocky Five, Elton John. Thank you very much. Oh, come on, you man. Be, we should kick you off the podcast just for saying that. <laughs> podcast ends. <laughs> the measure no, of a man. I'm, I'm sick of your Rocky Five defending, Adrian. Like, <laughs> I don't want to hear it anymore. Well, Dude, look, you've been listening to it for the last 20 years. He's been defending that film to us. So you know. Exactly. No, it's Mark's favourite. <laughs> it's Mark's favourite. <laughs> yeah, we do like Mark. Anyway. My- my friend Mark invited me to his um, stag do recently, Dylan. I'm sorry, have you been invited yet, Rob? No, no I don't well, get not, an invite. No, he's not even engaged I, yet. <laughs> I don't get an invite. No, nope. he's not. But he's not engaged. Where is the stag do going to be held? In it Philadelphia. He's well, not I, even engaged. <laughs> I hope his possible fiance isn't listening to this and hears it before he's proposed. 
Oh, yeah, we love she's Mar- a fan of Arcade Attack. We're in trouble, dude. You should have kept that quiet, shouldn't you? I should have, shouldn't I? But actually, I'm not even joking. I saw him at the petrol station. He goes, hey, yo, Tommy, I don't hear, don't hear no bells. Honestly, that's how he, he only greets me. I was like, well, who's this crazy? Oh, it's Mark. And he actually said to me, I'm going to invite you to my stag do and Dylan and Rob. So you guys are invited. Oh, but, other, dude, that, but he knows two Dylans, though. So which <laughs> Dylan was it? Was it me or was it other Dylan? But Ace, that that's also how I greeted you today. Yeah, that's true. Actually, it's how everyone greets me. To be fair, you know, it's, it's my it's my thing. It's my <laughs> thing. Now, the reason I speak about Rocky Four because, as you as you know, guys, there's lots of clips, lots of uh, scenes that never made it into it. And a few weeks back, I did a top ten, or just ten, not even a top ten, just ten crazy myths or unbelievable truths of video games. And when I was doing some digging around, there's so many of them. I thought, you know what? Why rock the the hornet's nest too much? There's enough clippings on the floor to put together a second parter that's a mixed metaphor but yeah i'm I'm looking forward to it before we get into the games uh is there any particular conspiracy theories or crazy myths or or whatnot that you would like to share with the lovely listeners nope (laughs) (laughs) nope i don't know about rob's like dylan how did you not even like like Research one conspiracy theory, man. You suck. I do have weeks researching anything. I mean, do you know what? Like, I thought you were just going to say something like the JFK conspiracy theory, which is endlessly fascinating. This is this is this is a couple of things. So there's the JFK one. Yeah, everyone kind of thinks of that one. The Elvis one. Mm. that everyone thinks about. Well, he's in Home Alone, isn't he? It basically anyone who dies unexpectedly in a certain way, people think they either are still alive. Yeah, maybe Michael not, Jackson. Maybe so much. Maybe not so much Elvis, or just lived a lot later. So that wasn't the end of their. their or were killed uh, for nefarious reasons, and the death was ruled an accident. Uh, or suicide. Which yes. to talk about. There is the other. How are we not allowed to talk about? No, this He's is gonna... adult adult themes again. These these myths ones are adult themes. Oh yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they are yeah. actually adult themes. Yeah, we're okay now. Yeah, we can. We're say okay we're now. Be... We're disclaimered. <laughs> yeah, but if you know, but if you want to ask me what my favorite conspiracy theory is, uh, and you've got to spare two minutes, I'll tell you. Like I, a few years back, I kind of just somehow randomly found this collection of videos by uh, I'm not going to say the name of the person or like the poster, but they basically put up these kind of videos where they were like kind of edit. They're clips of films, but like the or montages of like clips from specific films saying like these are all hollywood films and they all have like masonic in- imagery inserted into them like because you know all these like people in hollywood are like part of this new world order illuminati conspiracy mm. it's like look look at these famous films that have these kind of stuff in like all sun symbols and masonic symbols mm. and i was like this is really interesting and like i was watching these but after you watch a few <laughs> you realize that almost everything is a sun symbol or a masonic symbol it's like <laughs> it is because they're like, like standard shapes <laughs> it's like yeah it's like obviously the sun but like oh a lion is a sun symbol and a rose is mm. a sun symbol and like this is a pumpkin which looks a bit like a sun it's an halloween it's like oh a ladder is a masonic symbol and like a black oh and white check is a masonic symbol and he has an eye and the eye is like the mm. eye of horus and this triangle looks a little bit like a pyramid it's like up until recently I mean, yeah i saw the ridiculousness of that because um 
one of my I can't remember who it was, but one of my Facebook friends added me to like this COVID conspiracy group thing. It's basically just a group, <laughs> I didn't love it's this. basically just a group full of lunatics. And you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm quite open minded, you know. I like to listen to all po- points of view, and I thought, mm. oh, we'll settle down. I heard the whole spectrum of this, <laughs> and the funny one was. Um, Missing the 5G spectrum, I'd Mrs. imagine. The 5G, yeah, there you go. Um, um, Mrs. Trump wore a dress with like, um, like circles and like, things bobs on it. And they managed to draw like, this person was like, any coincidence? Cause they like traced out like the Illuminati thing. Like, wow. I'm like, okay, it's a dress. Come on. Like, seriously, she's had that design. <laughs> a designer's probably done that and like given it to her to wear. I don't think there's some part of some crazy, uh, what's it? Thingy Bob Masons and, uh, the Freemasons, the Illuminati, the New World Order. Yeah. All of that but business. A- no. I believe I mean, that a lot like- of those guys get together to share their knowledge. That's something else, isn't it? Um, but yeah, the, the Freemasons, I don't know. <clears throat> But it's fascinating because all these kind of conspiracy theories kind of weave into one another and like kind of connect. Well, they're made to connect. It's like kind of supposedly fashion is one of these industries. It's like, quote unquote, like connected to the New World Order, et cetera, et cetera. Alexander McQueen, like he made his stuff with monarch butterflies because the monarch butterfly is a symbol of like CIA, MK Ultra programming. And like, oh, it's like, um, oh, I did like, you know, ID magazine, the fashion magazine, like. ID like is this kind of stylized thing where the uh, symbol is like kind of a uh, small I and like a kind of a big capital letter D. So it's basically like an I and like a mouth. Mm. And so like kind of everyone like they have a long standing thing. It's been on for like 15 years or whatever, probably more like 20, 20 something years, whatever, where like kind of the model or whatever will like kind of have one kind of thing over their eye. It's like, oh, that's yeah. a Masonic, that's an Illuminati yeah, symbol. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. And oh. like you kind of go, Everything connects to each other, and like, uh, no, if you go into these like heavy kind of duty conspiracy things, they always end at the Jews. <laughs> like, oh God, I oh, know, man. <laughs> so much is laid at your door, man. It's just like it's just, <laughs> your door. Okay, you know, it's just too much, isn't it? It's too much. I'm just every time yeah. I see something that they're kind of like, oh, it all leads to Jews. I'm like, oh my, I just put like both of my hat. I just put both of my hands in my head, like my head of my hands and like, like, oh my God. So age, how many of the 10 you got today lead to the Jews? The Jews, huh? Everyone, mate, everyone. I saved them all for the second part. <laughs> Um, just before we get onto the game ones, it, have you heard? It? Apparently, it, this it all links in. Rob, it all links in. Saved by the Bell, the crazy show in the is it nineties? Loved uh, it. Eighties, early nineties. Love that, that program. That oh secretly God. promoted the Illuminati as well. Apparently. <laughs> Um, no, because the Max had one of those black and white check floors. Yeah, and, and the, the intro sequence has got loads of weird symbols and signs all linked to the Illuminati, all the all C and I. No, they're not so, just like uh, random shapes and stuff. Oh, no. It like, looks a bit 90s. No, it's all Illuminati. Yeah, sure. Oh, I mean, God. if you watch the first series or two of that and look at anything any of the main characters, especially Squeak is wearing, like they all had like insane kind of – looks same with like Fresh Prince. They were like insane like combinations of colors and patterns that all clashed with each other. That's what the aesthetic was. So it's mm. the same by the bell. It was. Yeah. was. Oh, God. I've got another one. It's not really a conspiracy as such, but it's, it's just a weird question mark. Guys, 1998, the World Cup final, who, who was it? Do you remember the two teams? France, France and Brazil. And, and yeah. you're going to say that um, Ronaldo was poisoned. 
and that wow. like uh and that like nike um because they basically owned the brazil team uh forced them to pick him in the first team do you know what brazil mate obviously he got whooped he had a stinker didn't he ronaldo in the final didn't really get much service, did he? I remember like thinking, "Oh man, he's just like wandering around around there." And but he was really sick. Like, he was really ill. That's mad, um, isn't it? Apparently, said he had a seizure. I mean, he, he, he really quite really quite ill. Actually, he shouldn't have played. Epilepsy, stress. Was he drugged? Did he feel ill? I mean, it, it, no one really knows. Um, did but he yeah. ever say? Has he ever been interviewed about that? I haven't got. I mean, I haven't got quotes here, but I know that apparently Nike were pretty adamant he needs to play. It's the final, mate. You, you know, you're basically the best striker in the world. He probably was at the time, wasn't he? Let's be honest. Um, but he didn't. He, di- he didn't look right in that game. And there's huge. Remember when it was first announced, he wasn't in the starting lineup before the game. Then he was brought in last minute. Whoa, I don't remember. Abs- that. I, I, Rob, do you, I remember that again. This it was crazy. The build up to the game, the final. I mean, he- like, what's... so go ahead. Did he get subbed? Did he play the whole match? Um, not sure actually. That's a good question. I'm not sure, Tom. Head, Tom. Head. It's interesting because, like, uh, there was also rumors about the 1970 World Cup. In fact, there's lots of World Cup conspiracy theory rumors, mm. like uh, the 1970 World Cup. The idea that because Gordon Banks missed the game where England went out, the goalkeeper, mm. that he was he'd been poisoned, mm. like kind of you know stuff to make him sick. I mean, there's yeah. rumors that the 1954 West Germany team were like um, all basically like hopped up on steroids or like a performance what other performance enhancing drugs it's fascinating like the 2002 world cup the idea that south korea bribed all the referees <laughs> to basically uh really yeah, let, do whatever true. they want no yeah, i really don't that, hope that's, that's true i love Ooh, those uh have you watched those games recently i think it, the footage is is very oh, damning Rob, how could you right enough football chat should we get should we talk about some video games yeah. yes please <laughs> <laughs> that's why people tuned in, mate. Not to us talking about rubbish stayed by the bell stuff. Okay, yeah, about that. Yeah. Um, again, these are. I've got top ten. It's not really top ten. It's not ranking order or anything like that. You can't really rank these, can you? No, you can't rank them unless you no. actually put them in a in a poll. You can't. You can't rank. No. Them. No. Well, Polybius kind of deserves to be number one in our past one, but what will be number one in this one? We have to wait and see. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, right. Another game. So number ten in my list is this. I've got myth question mark. Spoiler alert. I've kind of ruined it here, but it's quite interesting. Um, there's another game similar to Plebeus called Kill Switch. Have you heard about this game? Kill Switch. Oh. Yeah, it's um, yeah. Uh, what do you call it? FPS game that was on the PS2. Question. How do you how do you spell Kill Switch? It's just um, K I L L S W I. T-C-H? One word or two? One word. Uh, the game does it in two words, doesn't it? I think it does Look, it like word, dot, then the other word, doesn't it? Well, I'm talking about Kill Switch one word, mate. It's a PC game. Kill Switch what? Okay. So you're wrong. Kill Switch. <laughs> we're not talking about the FPS. You know, Kill, we're not talking about the FPS game. We're talking about Kill Switch on the PC, Ooh. which is a kind of a dark first advent horror adventure title. When was that um, um, I haven't got the date here, but I think it was 90s, 1990s, but I might be wrong. But it's an early game. And the myth says, within the game, players take control of a young woman who has fallen into a mine shaft. With minor injuries, players are tested with solving puzzles and avoiding hostile enemies as they attempt to reach the exit. Um, the game was said to be tough and even cryptic at times, but it didn't stop players from eventually beating the game. With that said... 
the title had apparently deleted itself from the user's computer upon completion. So this game was released. Uh, not many copies are made. I don't know if it, you know a few copies released, but as soon as you completed the game, it would delete itself. So it almost wipe its memory. So only five thousand copies apparently were ever made. Um, but no one can find a completed game today, or a real game today. How crazy is that? That is okay. So in theory, the people who didn't didn't complete it still have it on their old MS DOS PC somewhere. Mm-hmm. Exactly, That's, but no one those can find would have been, copy. Those would have gone. Like obviously, no one, no one. Had, I don't know. Some people do keep their PCs from from the nineties, but that yeah, okay, that's cool. Oh. I like that. I, it's kind of the kind of the mad thing I'd do if I was a coder. I'd be like, yeah, play my game, install it, enjoy it. I'm going to launch the uninstaller as soon as you complete it. Lad. <laughs> you and that's to... been confirmed. Well, no, but let, here we go. A little bit more to the story. Myth question so, mark. Myth question. Yeah. The, the game also included another character, an invisible demon. And <clears throat> the problem with this character is that it was also invisible to players, leaving it impossible to, uh, to go through the game. And as a result, there doesn't appear to be any information as to what happens to the game when you complete it. Uh, as the demon as well. So you can play as a demon, but it, no one really knows what happens. Um, apparently, if, there's, if the myth is to be believed, there are still copies left out there in the world. But as we move into the area where game discs rocked, these copies that supposedly exist may not even play today. Again, a li- similar to C- uh, Polybius, but it's a PC game. And there's screen, apparently there's some, I don't know if they're mocked up screenshots, but I've seen a few pictures of the game. Um, again, I think it's, I think it's a myth. I think a lot of people think it's a myth, but no one can be, can know for total sure. What, what do you think about that? It's interesting. I'm intrigued by it. Mm. I'd love for it to be true. Can you imagine a game you played and it says, sorry, you completed it. You're never playing it ever again. That's it. You're done. It's like the opposite, like uh, games these days, like, oh yeah, you complete it, we'll give you loads more, we'll give you unlockable characters, we'll oh, give yeah. you like added games, you know, but back in it, no, you completed it, see ya, bye. <laughs> That's why there was never a sequel. That's why there was never a sequel, people were like, screw you. <laughs> now Dylan, in the last episode of these crazy myths slash whatever you want to call it, um, I told you to get your tissues ready, didn't I? I had my tissues primed last time, and I have them now, right here as well. Now, you're a Final Fantasy VII fan, aren't you? Ugh. Big big Final Fantasy VII fan, so much that I can't remember half of it. But yeah, massive fan. But what if I said there was a, another kind of crazy story regarding a Final Fantasy VII, uh, sorry, VIII um, myth or, or truth? Dude, I love Final little, Fantasy VIII. That was a nice little Seth MacFarlane gasp he did there. <laughs> I love... <laughs> <gasps> I love... <gasps> I now, love Final Fantasy VIII. I love it. What do you think of the character Squall? Squall is the main protagonist. Talk to us Fantasy about Squall. VIII. So Squall is a disturbed young man. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> they're, they're all at this academy. So Final Fantasy VIII is that they're all at this academy and they're all like training to be these kind of different kind of soldier. And it's a little bit, a little bit like Final Fantasy VII in that, in that respect, but there's a bit of kind of infighting going on with a lot of the characters and then they kind of, you know, go on their merry way. And so Squall kind of leads it and he's got, yep. uh, you know, him and this other guy have this bit of a, bit of a love hate relationship, mostly hate. Uh, Cypher, I think it is. I can't, this is the years ago I played it, but yeah, he's, he's, he seems like a decent dude, Squall. Yeah. What about him? What if I told you he was dead? I'd say, no. I'd be like point break, like shooting at the sky. No. <laughs> <laughs> you mean like a dead, 
at the start of the game? No. During the game, you what happened? You mean ha- like this- he's like sixth sense, like he's a, really a dead person? Kind of. During the game, something happens to him. Do you remember something quite tragic? What happens? I can't remember. It's he gets impaled, crazy. apparently, by a large ice spear. Oh, I can't remember that bit. Okay. Um, apparently, yeah. <laughs> so there's two. There's two discs in this particular game. Is that right? It's, it's three discs. It's oh, three a, discs. Actually, it might be a four disc. It was a big one because <laughs> it was a PS1 game, and it was mass. It was bigger than Final Fantasy VII. So I think it was a four disc. Well, I've got it here. Dur- during the end of disc one, right at the end, Squall is impaled by a large ice spear where he meets his demise. But when you look at disc two, it shows Squall without any injury, leaving players to believe what's going on here. Is he just miraculously recovered? Now, do you remember that bit? No, I do not remember oh. that bit at all. Well, hopefully I'm telling the truth. But apparently there's some rumours that actually he, he dies. And actually the rest of the game is um, the, his hallucinations before he actually dies at the end of the game. No way. So it's kind of, that's the kind of myth, the, 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 the kind of game says, well, actually, you're just playing through some weird squall last-minute uh, death dreams Ooh, kind of thing. I like that. You know, that that sounds you know, like a uh, kind of myth. Do you know what other uh, famous, uh, incredibly famous piece of media has a very similar myth attached to it? No, exactly. No. The Simpsons. Mm. I don't know if either of you are aware of this, but um, <clears throat> there is an episode, I think, relatively early on. I'm going to say maybe five or series five or six. I don't know for sure. But uh, basically, there's it's like a flashback clip where Homer goes into hospital for a heart attack. In fact, he's, uh, I believe he has several heart attacks. He's in a coma. I think it's the same episode. Basically, there's an episode where he's in a coma. Mm. And uh, this theory is that he never came out of that coma. And actually, the rest of the entire series is his hallucinations, which is why it gets weirder and sillier as it goes on after that. It's no longer grounded in reality because Homer's brain is disintegrating a la Total Recall, and these are all just his hallucinations. That sounds cool. I'd love you to know check what? that out. He's been in a long coma then because Simpson's still going today, isn't it? Well, time <laughs> is definitely in a coma. It. Yeah, I think they probably cut <laughs> it at the end of that series. But I'd love to check the rest of that series. Wow. So is, is that the one where um, Mr. Burns kind of gives him like a heart attack? Is that one? And you kind of see that thing of like his heart bouncing mm. all around. Mm, I think it might be a different one. I think uh, it's one where he might have like open heart surgery. Yeah, with Dr. Nick. Yeah, is that yeah, the same one? connected to my wristwatch or something. <laughs> yeah. That one? Uh, I don't Rob know. Rob will find that out whilst Adrian keeps talking about Final Fantasy well, look, But yeah, Back so, to Squall. Back so, they to think, Squall. so they think that Squall died at the beginning of disc one and then the rest is his hallucination well do you know what mate dylan we look up to kotaku don't we, we heard of the, so- the website kotaku. kotaku yeah they they look they up get... to is very uh but yeah go on well, they're, no, a but they, they, they're a big they're a big site, site than, so, yeah. and they send out the the big guns they want to know is this is this a myth or is it truth so they actually spoke to one of the main guys involved in final fantasy 8 yeah. uh let me pronounce his name completely wrong here yeah. uh yoshinori katasi that sounds pretty go. good that's, that's not, not pretty bad, good, actually. Mate, for you, um, he was bad. direct director <laughs> of the game. They asked him if the rumours are true. Is he actually dead? Is it some crazy hallucination? Do you want to hear the quotes from the man himself? Go on. He says, "No, that is not true. I think he actually he was stabbed around the shoulder area, so he was not dead. But that is a very interesting idea. So if we ever do make a remake of Final Fantasy VIII, I might go along with the story in mind." <laughs> <laughs> good answer. 
Anyway, yeah, it was the April Fool's episode, the one where uh, Bart gets that can of beer incredibly shook off, and um, opens and he goes, April Fool, and like the whole house explodes. Oh, yeah. I love it. D- Rob, I love it when the can falls out the fridge and it fizzes a little bit. It goes, ooh, I look a bit, bit, bit silly there. I almost look, I look a fool, almost an April Fool. <laughs> yeah, I would have looked quite the fool. I would have looked April quite fool, the fool, if you will. I know that that's one. a brilliant episode yeah and then bart takes the paint shaker doesn't he yeah he yeah. puts the beer in the paint shaker i always get it like yeah <laughs> yeah that's a good episode well there you go squall and homer should be, could be in comas together you never know yeah that could be a good spin-off game couldn't it like homer hit and run and squall crazy shenanigans Got like a like a hit and run final fantasy 8 mashup game is that what you is that what you're <laughs> yeah is that what you're I'll suggesting? Play it, mate. Yeah, a, a game with the lead characters in a coma sounds really action-packed <laughs> Yeah, because it's all his mad hallucinations that you're playing out. I think it could be quite action-packed, couldn't it? Right. Talking about action-packed. We had a Simpsons game that was like that. It was called Bart's Nightmare. Oh, yeah, Bart's <laughs> yes, Nightmare. Tough as, right. tough as nails, that game. Jesus. Go on. I'm trying to segue in. Talking about action-packed, one game that certainly is action-packed is Tomb Raider, right? Oh, I like that. That was a good segue, did there. dude. That was good mm-hmm. segue. Now, what was the big myth slash maybe truth, crazy um, rumors that went around the first Tomb Raider game? What could you do? Or try I'm, to. I'm guessing uh, Dylan's probably going to say the exact same thing, but I got well, to before we say it, disclaimer alert: we we are talking about adult re- themes. Adult <laughs> themes. Get the kids out. The Stop room. saying that. There's, it's at the front of the episode. Like you put <laughs> I just love saying it. I just love saying it. Come on, we don't do many adult themes. <laughs> no, we don't. We're being <laughs> sneak, bit naughty. Yeah, right. yeah. Parental discretion is advised. Uh, yeah, I'm guessing it would be there's some way to get her top off. Or just the whole lot off. Completely nude, mate. <laughs> I'm talking the whole everything. I mean, why you'd want to see like polygonal boobs is beyond <laughs> me. But you know, yeah. because this, I mean, is, the... this is the first iteration of of Lara Croft, right? This is like pointy as hell, Lara Croft. Why would you want to see that like in in the nuddy? I just don't know <laughs> why. But you know, what, but you know what the ironic thing is about that? Like you know the body, who the uh, body model for Joe for uh, Tomb Raider was, right? Wait, wait, uh, the first one, or just just in general? Um, uh, I'm pretty certain the first one was Joe Guest, wasn't it? Oh. What I, mean, I can't remember her being. I can't remember her being attached to it. I know she wasn't one of the the models they used for Lara at the time in like promo stuff. I don't think. But, well, I think it was someone else. Like I, I could be wrong, could but be another um, adult could be another adult. Kind of yeah, I was going to say, because like, you could kind of see her naked body all over the place in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, there's Joe Guest. Oh, there's Joe Guest. Oh, there she is. Yeah, no. Well, Lindsay there was... Um... McKenzie, or is that a bit much? <laughs> there's no way Lindsay Dawn McKenzie, who was the model for Lara Croft. <laughs> Though, you know, a Croydon girl, I, I can Croydon see girl. why. Is she Croydon? I've, Croydon. Not heard Croydon. That, I've not heard that name in <laughs> over 20 years. Easy. <laughs> Mate, my, my recall for these type of things is... Too good. Could you imagine good. Laura Croft in the Temple of Croydon? She must get through Wicker Centre. <laughs> she must get through the Wicker Centre without being rained on because of the leaky roof. Like, yeah. oh, no. Croydon in joke. Croydon in joke. Um, oh, so I've, I've looked up who it, I've looked oh, up who it was. Nell McAndrew. Nell McAndrew. Yeah, because so she was like the promo. I don't think they didn't. Well, they didn't actually get her in the studio to model it on her, did they? But she was she was one of the first Lara Crofts that they used for promo and the like but yeah she was like really hot back in the day Nell McAndrew FHM, she, um, FHM, FHM mainstay I think she was 
Yeah, which but there was was there some um undressage in there? Undressage? Um, like no, no, I don't is my memory failing me? I think it was all above board. I think it was But was there a secret <laughs> cheat? That's what we're asking. Not below board. Oh stop it. <laughs> Adult themes. <laughs> All right. What do you reckon, okay, guys? So was there a secret code? Going back to the game, yeah. Was there a secret code to get her in the nudie? No. Rob? No, of course not. <laughs> you are correct. Apparently, many, many people tried. There were big rumors. I think <laughs> video All game these, like, like desperate nerds like us trying. Like, oh, come on, come on. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the code didn't exist. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, didn't happen. Sorry. Uh, um, while you were saying that, I've Nova Andrews and Playboy, so you could actually, oh, there you, you could go. have seen Laura, you could have seen Laura Croft without clothes in real life. That's something loads of our listeners wouldn't have known. Now they're going, they're going to <laughs> Google right now. <laughs> Nell McAndrew Playboy done, done. <laughs> Didn't know she did that. Fair play. Do you want, okay. do you want the next myth slash crazy truth slash whatever that you want to call these things? Hang on, well, yes. I, the, the the Lara Croft oh. thing. So are you telling <laughs> yeah, right. me that are you telling me that Cora or like Idos didn't build that in in future Tomb Raiders? I, that's a good question. Actually, I wonder if there's any codes in any of the games to get her completely in her birthday suit. Who knows? There's a big argument that Lara Croft was really good for video games purely because it really brought the kind of female hero to the to the fore. So, you know, you've got to respect Lara Croft, actually. Yeah, because Samus Aran was a bit covered up, wasn't she, really? So you also, could... was it even confirmed she was female for ages? Or is that a lot like well, a kind of... Yeah, same. Uh, I don't know. Because good when question, Metroid actually. and stuff came out, I don't think... I don't mm. think they explicitly said, like, she... like. You know, they didn't make too much of it, did they? Really? And I only Still found cool, out. Though. And I only found out till till years after that she mm. was. Nice, no, fair point. No, but fair play. Right? Do you want number seven on the crazy list? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's oh, the... We've already gone through like three of those. Wow. Well, yeah. yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Well, what's the craziest myth or truth that's been linked to the PS2 console? The the PS2 console. The myth. Yep. Yeah, it's got nothing a to do weird with Dylan, story. It's got nothing to do with Dylan Cuthbert, has it? No, no. Okay, good. Go I'm going to say it had a virtual reality attachment that could do, that could make you really smart, like the Lawnmower Man. And you could go into the internet and uh, have inter- weird, like kind of morphy sex, and then try and kill everyone on Earth through the internet. <laughs> but they never brought it out, obviously, because no one ever did that. No, it's it's close. Um, it's well, close. No, it's, it's not close. <laughs> it's, it's not close. It's still it's quite as, it's quite as crazy though. Apparently, many 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 PSUs were shipped to. Um, oh, this is um. I know this. Um, Saddam Hussein, right? Yep. He why got why was absolutely ton of them because <laughs> to help with their intelligence or something wasn't it was it something to do with some kind of mad intelligence machine he was trying to build or it yeah. wasn't it wasn't because he just wanted his mates to to play like pro evo or something was it, it he was... loves a bit of pro evo but suddenly saying apparently well he he apparently shipped over loads of PS2s because he wanted to um, stockpile the the PS2s for the chips and turn them into missile sort of guidance systems there you go yeah uh, and apparently it was a bit easier to ship over toy toys uh to, to iraq than other well obviously the weapons let's be honest you know which how crazy is that myth i think that's true isn't it i don't think well look 
this is great. I've done a bit of digging around here. So the PS2, when it was first produced, the Japanese Ministry of Trade had to approve its release outside the country. And uh, these two things, okay, there's, there's two area, areas of the console that are quite interesting. Number one, it had a powerfully encrypted memory card. Anything over 56-bit encryption uh, has to be approved by the ministry before it was exported from Japan. The PS2 had 128-bit encryption. Uh, Sony said it needed the encryption to keep people from making copies of videos or music. So that was one way of getting through the sort of trade embargoes. The second thing is the, set, the central processing unit, CPU, duh, uh, of the PS2 had an impressive graphic processing. It theoretically could be used as the eyes of a missile guidance system. Mm. Um, so World Net Daily argued that that it, this is why Iraq was important. All these P- PlayStations, because the toys would be able to pass by any weapons embargo placed on Iraq. What do you reckon? I think it's I true. think America actually considered Iraq a threat at any time. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, PS2s, you know, death by PS2 is not nice. Can you imagine Dreamcast instead double the power? No, let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> we love the Dreamcast. We do oh, love the Dreamcast. We, we do. Um, again, that Jaguar is obviously shipped off. <laughs> ah, we mentioned the Jag. The, now, Jag, I reckon... the Jag. the Jag couldn't 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 get a missile anywhere. It could That's North get it Korea. That's North Korea power there. <laughs> <laughs> the Jag missiles that doesn't blow up the second launch. <laughs> oh bless the jag we love the jag really um again i this is still a myth no one knows for certain um whether ps2s were really used for missiles for good old good old evil old saddam hussein you know so, saddam hussein. <laughs> I retract that. like it's kind of in the theory basket right because we don't know if it's a myth it yeah we don't know it's a question mark it's still in theory yeah right we are going to get a bit dark now so i know we haven't said it already but this is where <laughs> this is where <laughs> Rob's getting annoyed. No, but this is this is actually quite dark, so I don't want to get anyone upset. This is quite no. I was I was tempted to keep this one out, but I think yeah, we're, we're gonna get a, we're gonna like gonna ignore the che- the cheery stuff like Saddam Hussein and uh... <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, dark, mate. Jeez. Earthbound, Earthbound. Apparent. Well, there's a big myth. There's a big rumor that it's really quite about quite a controversial um, subject. Any ideas? Any guesses? Oh, I've what? heard this about Earthbound, but I can't remember what it exactly what it was. I'm going to say it might be about abortion. Yes, Rob's right. It's so, abortion. Um, I haven't played Earthbound, truthfully. I've got it on my SNES Mini. I'm tempted to give it a go one day. The problem with RPGs is you need to put time into it. So it's one of those games I want to play, but we'll see. But have yeah, you but there's an it? event that would allow you to have a large amount of time off that you could use to play this. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Um, oh, lol. Good old Rob. Um, Adrian's very busy, Rob. He's a I'm very a busy, busy man. man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very busy. Man. You, t- um, you told me how many hours a day you're working. <laughs> oh, Twenty loads, hours a day he worked I'm a, through I'm this, a mad this pandemic. Um, have you guys played it then or not? No, I, no, I don't it. have a SNES Mini. No, but I want to play. SNES full stop. To be fair, but now that um, I think it's quite rare on the SNES, isn't it? So yes, yeah, worth in this money. country. Yeah. Um, there's a boss. There's an enemy called Gygas. I hope I might be pronouncing that wrong. Gygas. So it's a malicious alien. The final boss, and basically the whole game's quite, I wouldn't say friendly, but it's quite a nice RPG, nice setting. But it gets dark at the end of the game. Um, how do I say this? But <laughs> Guy Gas, when, when when you first when this person or whatever alien appears on the screen, you, 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 honestly, Google Google Guy Gas. Um, it looks like the female reproductive reproductive organs. There you go, I said it. Um, and once you right now. 
once you start fighting, um, it transforms um, into deformed your, your group. Uh, oh no, it looks like a group of deformed fetuses as well. So it's there's a widely accepted theory that in order to defeat this alien bent on destroying the world, the characters in the game must travel back in time to the point where it's its weakest, i.e., still a fetus, and destroy it, as in carry out a very elaborate abortion. So it's quite uh, dark. Um, and actually, interesting, the sequel to Earthbound was originally going to be called Mother uh, in, in Japan. So there's a lot of people actually think there's some tr- real truth in this. Have you seen the pic? Have you looked at the pictures now, guys? Have I put you off your team? Actually, I'm looking at the pictures, yeah. I'm just and reading stuff there's about There's like a text it, right? theory thing. Yeah. What do you reckon? So it's certainly controversial. I mean, Earthbound, you know, it, Nintendo aren't known for this kind of dark, uh, you'd think, kind of storytelling, really, right? No, but I feel like I would need to see it in action, like actually in motion, to kind of have a firm opinion on it. Like, I mean, these things look, I'm looking at pictures and they look a little bit like it, but yeah. not enough for me to go, ooh. <laughs> no, they're right. And actually, I, I, again, I hopefully I'm going to pronounce this guy's this name, this person's name's right. But I think he worked in the game, Mister Atui, Mister Atui. Um, he actually stated Itoi. in a Itoi, Itoi, Itoi. like Itoi, Shi- Sorry, Shi- Shigesato Itoi. Sorry, you, Dylan. There you go, mate. You, I'm, you, you're my wing wingman here. <laughs> but he said the image used was simply a coincidence. Uh, but Apparently, this is this is where it gets a bit darker. Maybe there is some re- some truth in this. You know, question marks um, that Gygas was created based on a traumatic experience of Mr. Mr. Itoi as a child. As a young boy, he had walked into the wrong movie in a movie theater and witnessed a woman being brutally murdered. Uh, I think the film was called "The Military Policeman and the Dismembered Beauty." A murder mystery created. Um, it's quite a dark film, but he, he saw things at a really young age, and that kind of it might have subconsciously impacted him. But there you go, quite an interesting tale. I think it is a myth. Uh, it, it is a myth, let's be honest. But it's quite dark though for a Nintendo game. Mm. Mm. It's a tad, isn't it? Mm. Shall we talk about garbage? Shall we talk about something a bit more fun? The, the, uh, the stuff the you band. put in the bin or the band? Yeah. <laughs> What's worse? Don't you put them both in the bin? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've all, actually I've actually bought a, a garbage album in my life. So the full, who's you know the jokes are made to be fair. You, you know, go. like in the late nineties, early two thousands, when I used to hang around uh, goth girls, like the two bands they always liked were Garbage and Placebo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, standard, 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 mate, standard. Hey, I like Placebo, and yeah, Garbage are okay. Placebo. Okay. You're a goth. That's because you are a goth girl. <laughs> goth girl. I'm a goth girl, mate. Yeah, you definitely. Um, let's talk about garbage. Is it true? Is there any truth that Atari, with some reason, uh, any crazy idea, decided to bury ridiculous amount of copies of a particular video game in the in the desert? Surely that's a complete rubbish myth. Video game crash. Yeah. Talk to me. Talk to me. They're radioactive. Not not literally radioactive, but you know, in terms of how bad the game was. Uh, it was yeah. conceptually radioactive. Mm-hmm. Oh dear, we we we. I've, we, seen, we... I've seen the the movie. Have you? Yeah, the documentary. It's it? called um, Atari Game Over. Yeah, and it's got Howard Warshaw in it and everything. Obviously, the the creator of the game. Uh, Obviously, am I going to spoil the myth by by actually explaining what happened? Yeah, no, no, we, Dylan, man, this film was released in 2014. <laughs> hey, come on, <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't just ET. So the the issue was that. Atari had gone 
bust for the many mm. times, one of the many times I've gone bust, I guess. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and they just literally needed, like they had all of these carts and rather than sort of going through the, the rigmarole of selling them or whatever, they literally just dumped them. They went to this dump <laughs> in the rather desert. Selling them and they just, they did, mate. They just put them in there. And there was the, the documentary goes on as to like, they're trying to work out which plot they chose or where ever mm. wherever the guy they had they gave it a couple of goes but they found it they actually found and it, it, apparently all reeks down there so they like went down there they found the stash but you've got like et in there and like centipede all, all, all like all basically just any kind of carts they had around just all went in there so it's not because et mm. was horrendous and they made too much of it it literally because atari had gone bust so <laughs> And yeah. it's a bit, it's a bit disappointing. It's kind of thinking, like, if you think, oh yeah, it's, E.T. was terrible. We made too many copies of this game. We have to bury it and then move on. That would have been a more, a more, a more interesting story, but it literally was just a company that had gone bust that needed to get rid of their crap. And they just, they, and like, you can, you can, they auctioned a lot of it. I think a lot yeah. of, some of it went, I think a lot of it went to museums, but then they did auction quite a bit of it. So you can, you can have a stinky copy of ET or a stinky copy of <laughs> Centipede or a stinky copy of Adventure and this, yeah. How many museums would be interested in that as an exhibit? Like maybe one Ooh. or two, but I mean, I there's, like there's, there's about four or five retro gaming museums in the, in this, in this country alone. Mm. And across, there's loads in like Russia that we featured, and that people would go hate for this stuff. Yeah, it's, I would like it is, it's quite. I know Atari, a much maligned company, mm. but this is the kind of this is like video gaming lore, isn't it? This is like this yeah. is this is the kind of thing that we write about and I want to be part of. But yeah, it's a bit sad. It's a bit sad how how disappointing that the end of that story is. But. Yeah, I don't know if anyone actually wants to be a part of that particular bit of gaming lore, but <laughs> May, ah, oh, do you know what? We love Atari here, dude. Come they... on, <laughs> they, they... that world we again. They're responsible. <laughs> they're f- responsible for so so much good in our yep. line of in our line of hobby, and also so much bad. Like how I mean, how many times have they balls things up? And yeah. I feel sorry for them, really. Yeah, I, I wanted them to be. You know, I, I I like Atari actually. I think you know, who would afford it? eh? They're still no, we, around now. We, all, we know you like Atari. <laughs> they're still around now in some kind of guys, aren't they? Like releasing old stuff and. Well, so I actually stuff. tweeted Howard Scott Warshaw a few years ago, 2016. He said he would give us an interview, didn't he? Well, I said, would you be up for an interview? And he literally replied, absolutely. And, and then, then I said, oh, I said, would you mind just, uh, would you mind emailing me so I can sort of get, you know, so I get it never, never go back to me. <laughs> no, I mean, actually, I think when you messaged him, that would have been when that, film was really popular on yeah. Netflix. Yeah, so I think a lot of time. people he would have been like initially like, Oh yeah, I'll do it and then would have just had an avalanche of 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 interview requests. So it might be worth trying him again now actually. I think a lot yeah. of people would like to hear how he made a game in what he made E. T. in like a week or something or two weeks. I can't remember it was something ridiculous. It's often it, regarded as one of the worst games ever made. Which it, I think looks, it was just yeah. it, it was something like it was something ridiculous. They were like, mate, just make just, Yeah, you gotta make a game. I think, this I, I think it's, it's, just make it just do it and to to actually you know the, the, the kind of the in-depth programming you'd need to make something like that on the atari at the time in such a short space of time it's a it's a bad game like it's almost unplayable but he's a genius for doing it so quickly he's an absolute genius for for getting it done that quickly just, it's i've got here that around that there's rumors that 
seven hundred, well, over seven hundred thousand copies of the game were buried because <laughs> they overproduced that many. They didn't find that many in this dig, though, did they? No, like they did. No. It wasn't. I think that the numbers were inflated. I think they they probably shipped probably more than they more than they said, or didn't make you know, as many as they said. It is amazing considering they made that many and like how big the film was and how big I think everyone kind of expected to be because. Mm. Obviously, Spielberg, you know, a huge director even then. Like, why didn't they just spend some time getting a half-decent game together? It's just, you can never imagine stuff like that happening in We need to ask age. him, or actually research, why they rushed it so much. Because it was, he literally had zero time to get it done. I don't even know, he just it was literally just him. Yeah, so, I, I, I'm not angry at Howard. I think he's a, he's a good guy in all accounts, and I think... Um, He'll have a great story to tell. And he's made other games in the past. It's not like he, he's, he's, he's a very respected designer programmer. So I think he, he we, we need to get him on the podcast. I'll, I'll, I'll reconnect if I can, because that'd be lovely, wouldn't it? Yeah, we definitely do. I think, I think people would like to, oh, do you know what? I've just, just, <laughs> he just Googled it. Cause we, this is the one thing this, this, um, <laughs> this, uh, this type of podcasting is good for that. Well, obviously we're all in our own houses and on our, on our own computers, but it says here, that he was given five and a half weeks oh, my to develop the game just to get it out before Christmas 1982. So, yeah, uh, yeah we would have all been very young. Babes. We would have been babes, the three of us. Yeah, yeah. And literally he was working his butt off to try and get this thing done in five and a half weeks. No way. Seriously, like the effort, the effort needed to make those games in those days, just typing out individual Same. lines of code and everything. It's just, just a joke. It's a joke. But yeah. It reminds me of a story. Are we Robbie Williams fans in this, in this room or not really? <laughs> no. <laughs> Robbie, Robbie or Robin? Robbie. Robbie. Take that, uh, Robbie. Not really. Why? <laughs> What's he done? You're telling me he's made ET2? We were talking about this, but like before we kind of started this, he's a Pizzagate conspiracy theorist. <laughs> no, it's not t- <laughs> Rob. No, 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 Rob. <laughs> not the time or the place. But he is. <laughs> it is the place and the time. This is the conspiracy theory episode. <laughs> I suppose it is. Literally, oh. the time and the place. You brought him up. No, but oh dear, Dylan, what have I done, mate? Should we I don't give Rob? Know. I don't know. Shall we let Rob have a minute or two? To, is, no, I'm, not, I'm, regret- gonna, I'm not going to talk about Pizzagate. Like, right, I don't let's talk about Pizzagate. Let's no. talk about Rude Box. Let's talk about Robbie Williams' Rude Box instead. Oh, the song and the video. <laughs> now, when I teach economics, I I, I, tell, I talk about um, you know how demand and supply, <laughs> demand and supply don't always work very well. There was ridiculous amount. Obviously, Robbie Williams was a big star. Let's be honest. In the nineties, early two thousand, in this country, in the two thousands, yeah, he was huge. He he made a few pop albums, and he thought, "Well, I'm going to go a bit more edgy. I'm going to release a sort of hip hop rap album called Rude Box." Mm, it's absolutely it's incruciate it's excruciating. I think that's the word. Um, it's worth checking out on YouTube just for a minute of. of torture but anyway he released this album and it bombed it was he released a single it was a single as well the album was rubbish and because they were so sure uh this album was going to sell so well because obviously rob williams they obviously made loads before they produced loads ready to ship out it didn't sell (laughs) hardly any and the rumor goes that so many you know it was in the bargain bin before you could you know say the word robbie williams i love you and um 
apparently there's so many sort of albums not sold they had to ship them back to china and they were just smashed up and used to, to make their their uh, motorways instead so there you go root box root <laughs> box root box is now a motorway in china lovely yeah whereas the, fi- sorry go ahead no i was gonna say et is now in a in a landfill so there you go i was gonna say like i just always find it interesting when pop stars bring out those like kind of conceptual albums and it tanks their career like yeah. when lady gaga gaga what our art pop and no one bought it. Don't Hard remember pop. that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, no rude, it's no rude box. It was very pink. That's what I remember about All it. Right. Right. Do you want to talk about cows? I always talk about cows. <laughs> Don't have a cow, man. Um, I was waiting for that. <laughs> um, we've had David Brevik on the show before. You, Dylan, who's David Diablo Brevik? Diablo creator David Brevik. Yeah. We do like him. He, actually, that was a really good interview, actually, to be fair. Pat myself For ages, back. that was our most popular podcast because we had all like the Diablo um, fanboys mm. just smashing it. But that's a good interview, actually. It's very interesting how he came. Oh, thanks, it. man. Mm. Yeah, no, he's, he's a good guy, really enjoyable. And mm. what crazy conspiracy theory, uh, theory came about from his Di- Diablo game? Do you remember? Couldn't even Is guess. Is something to do with the devil? Considering the name, Diablo. Well, yeah. No, I'm, I'm talking That'd about be cows, too obvious, mate. Rob. That'd be cows. Too obvious. Of course, it's about cows. Is it cows? A- like, yeah. Huh? Apparently, there was an infamous cow level where you could um, enter a level by using a portal near a dead cow in the game. Uh, and and it, this 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 oh my words this this theory this conspiracy theory was unbelievable. And obviously, Diablo came out what late nineties, Dylan. I'm I'm trying to think top head now wasn't it? Bit 90s. so remember. internet was really young but this is this is a let me google early... it whilst you talk you google it so diablo came out this was crazy people are like, oh there's a secret cow level and even david brevik himself doesn't know how it really started but i'm 97 really... so we're both kind of kind of right we're, we're yes. both correct um and it really got people talking um yeah so the secret cow level also known as the moo moo farm um hey <laughs> was um it was, class 64. Yeah, the yeah yeah i think it's linked to that but apparently it wasn't in well it's definitely not in diablo one but because of such there was such big hoo-ha about it well david's not an idiot he thought well let's bring it into that diablo 2 let's actually bring a real cow level into diablo 2 <laughs> he did he really did so um yeah, you can you can actually access a small area called the Hell Bovines. Hell Bovines, uh, oh, and there's a special cow in there called the Cow King. And if you kill the Cow King, you get lots of rewards. Apparently, um, lots you know, of burgers, I'm, lots of burgers. <laughs> yeah, lots of leather. Um, actually, you know what? Cows are really interesting because when I teach economics, I, I, I discuss how cows have joint supply. Have you guys heard of that term before in economics? No, I'm guessing because you can get lots of things out of them. Yeah, if you slaughter a, if 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 the demand for beef goes up, you're going to rear more cows, and obviously you're going to create more beef. Now, obviously, if you're going to slaughter more cows, you might as well take the lever. So they've got joint supply; they can. Mm, uh, yeah, okay. It's not a particularly nice thing to say, but if you kill a cow, you get the beef and you get the lever. You yeah? get the lever, and you get the milk in the meantime. In the meantime, obviously, yeah, but yeah, there you go. Interesting economic. Cows are amazing. Let's be honest. They're bovines. Cows. We cows on this. They're so amazing. Why don't you have one as a pet? I don't have the space for a cow. If I had <laughs> the space for a cow, I would have a cow, man. You and have a big you... garden. I've, I've <laughs> no, you do actually, mate. You I do. have a long garden. I have a long garden. That's different. But you know what? I love. I love the idea how these secret, crazy 
unbelievable, weird things come up on the internet. And the video game creators think, well, let's just chuck in the next game then. <laughs> you know, why not? A bit like the I Mortal know Kombat they do thing. that. And that's why I asked you about Lara Croft getting nutty, because I thought it might have been something that Core Core added later, but they did not, did they? Well, just um, send a tweet to What's Her Face and see what she says, you or know? Janelle McAndrew. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think she'd know. But all right. Yeah, let's make, let's make the sequel to this game have a noise that makes kids commit suicide. Oh. <laughs> no, that's, Rob, that's no. Terrible. And that's, that links back to the part one of the, you know, that's not, that was oh. weeks ago, mate. People are listening and what are you on about? <laughs> I, I didn't even, like, I can't even remember Lavender Town. From the original games, like all I, I know is where it where he comes from, mate. Just, oh, <laughs> just I don't know. Moving yeah. on, number three. We're getting close to number one. Are we ready oh, for number three? I've enjoyed this, but yeah, number three. Thank you. Um, oh, Luigi's Mansion. Are we fans of Luigi's Mansion? Yeah, uh, I think it's kind of repetitive. I don't know. Uh, it it was never really my thing. I, I actually, quite, I, I think I like it more than you. I actually quite enjoy. it. I think it's quite a nice, fun game. Um, I played number two. I played number three. Haven't played number one too much, truthfully. The GameCube version. But talking about the GameCube version, there's 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 some weird rumours that Luigi is actually dead. <gasps> because if you play it, there's an urban legend that if you go to a certain room, stand in a, a specific spot, and wait for lightning to strike, you can see a shadow of Luigi hanging from the ceiling. Making it look like he's committed suicide. Ooh, uh, so, that's so in a weird way, it's, yeah, it's almost like Luigi. You're playing as almost like a like a zombie. That's dark. You know, that's one of the uh, theories. One of the kind of film weird myths is uh, you can see, like you know, the Wizard of Oz one. You too. I'm guessing you've seen bell. Wizard of Oz. Yeah, rings, rings a bell. bell. Rings I can't bell. remember. There's a rumor that you could see like, one like the uh, like the dwarfs uh, who were kind of uh, who are the no, Oompa Loompa's is Charlie Chocolate Factory. Yeah. They were like the, um, the I can't remember what they were called in Wizard of Oz. Help me out here. The little people. Munchkins. I know they're Munchkins. munchkins. Yeah, the little, little yeah people. One, of the, one of the actors playing the Munchkins uh, killed himself on set, and you can kind of see him hanging in the background of one of the scenes. But oh, it's yeah, not I've real. heard that. Oh, yeah, is that true? Uh, I mean, it's true there's a myth, and you can watch the, the clip mm. on YouTube, but no, it's not true that there's a corpse hanging in the background of one of those scenes. I've heard that in, um, is it Three Men and a Baby? Or I knew you were going to say that. Because uh, I watched that recently. Like, Three Men um, and a Baby? Yeah, you, you, you say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I just heard, in, in one scene, Rob, I don't know if you know what the scene is, but apparently you can see a dead child or a ghost child in the background somewhere. Is that right? Yes, that is. I mean, like, it is right that is a, that is a thing, but actually it's a cut. And, do you know what? I'm not going to. I'm not going to of people. Yes, it's true. What you watch it on YouTube and don't listen to any of the so-called, you know, like proper reasons because you know yeah, it's, yeah. it's lies, lies, lies. propaganda. <laughs> All lies are propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, are, are you ready for number two? Should we do yes. this? Yeah. All right, Super Mario Brothers three on the NES. What's our views quickly? Are we Great fans. Game. Classic, yeah. Great Ooh. game, but. I was never very good at it. I, I think I barely got past the first world once. Like I just, yeah. Do you know what, mate? I think it was the first time I actually played a NES. I went to one to my mate's house. Yeah, I, yeah me too, actually. Yeah. I can't even remember his name. It was that long ago. I was like, yeah. oh, I, I've got a NES. I've got this new game. And I was like, wow, this this game is amazing. Mm. And um, yeah, I was blown away. I think it was the first NES experience. And then I was, like, I was like, what? Why aren't all NES games this colourful? Like, what's going <laughs> yeah. on? This is like <laughs> the most colourful NES game there is. <laughs> yeah. 
then you watch the wizard and go, oh yeah, that's one. <laughs> uh, yeah. um, but there's a, there's a weird myth that Super Mario Brothers Three was all just a stage performance. Have you heard this before? Yes. Oh, do you want to elaborate, Rob? Uh, yeah, basically, if you play Super Mario Three, uh, obviously there's like the, at, at the end of each level, you're kind of like you kind of run past these curtains into the mm. black, yeah, kind of thing. And there's lots of like actual kind of graphical tropes that suggest it's actually taking part, like it's suggesting this stage play. Yeah, it's a theater. Yeah, that makes a lot um, of sense. <laughs> yeah, now, now looking back at it. It's amazing. So a lot of fans for, for many, many years thought it's not a real game. It's more just a play. It's, you know, it, it's unbelievable. And actually, uh, Miyamoto was actually asked, simply was, because there's lots of people going, is it really? Ah! And they said, was Super Mario Brothers 3 all just a performance? And what do you reckon he said? No. A yes. one-word answer. Yes. Dylan says no. Rob says yes. He said... Maybe. No, he said yes. He said yes. Apparently, Super Mario Bros. 3 is all just a stage performance. So it's basically Mario putting on a show for people and like with, with, other, with, with other actors. Basically. One of I'll which is, uh, yeah, including Bowser and his family. Or is it his family? Were they just actors playing his children? Yeah. All just actors, mate. All just actors. All actors. Um, and yet, despite this being pre-arranged and the whole play, Dylan still couldn't get past, <laughs> much past the first one. I still world. couldn't get, I mean... <laughs> You know about me and theatre, mate. Me and theatre don't Yeah, mix. you give up. <laughs> the thing is, because I actually said to Dylan, I remember, I'll book a woman, I loved it, I thought it was brilliant. You're like, yeah, I'll go and watch it. And you're like, yeah, meh. <laughs> uh, I thought it was very meh, yeah. Really? I actually really enjoyed it. So Great. that's why... Okay. Did I ever tell you the story about um, when I went to see um, Patrick Stewart in the theatre and fell asleep? <laughs> <laughs> Basically, this is going back years. Like, if you live in England, you can go see, like, national theatre stuff like five pounds if you're under 25 mm. and so one day a friend of mine who should remain nameless <laughs> because you know uh, yeah unlike you guys i don't go like but anyway like uh so we don't we don't name and shame yeah they, they said like oh patrick stewart's gonna be in these like uh shakespeare plays at the national theater do you want to go see them it's five pounds That's said, yeah of course so uh anyway like uh we kind of go there we have a couple of drinks beforehand and we settle in to see, uh, what's, I can't, I don't know, it was one of the boring ones he was doing first, uh, like one of the obscure boring ones. So anyway, uh, had a couple of drinks. It's, it's winter time at this point. I think it's winter time. Maybe it's summer. Who knows? Uh, I kind of sit down and theater's really warm. And, uh, and Rob's had a few drinkies. And... He's feeling a little <laughs> bit drowsy. And uh, then Pax Stewart comes to stage, and with his rich, his rich, gorgeous actory voice, started lulling me off to sleep. And um, oh, that's nice though. I mean, he'd, yeah, he'd be so... quite a good guy to like read you like a bedtime <laughs> story or something. Yeah. And so I kept nodding off, and uh, yeah, like Sally kept elbowing me. Going, <laughs> <laughs> you just said it. You just said it was I know, Sally. I know. I set the whole thing up. <laughs> like uh, kept helping me, going, love. Wake up your best, me. <laughs> You're snoring. Stop snoring. I'm, I'm pretty Patrick certain I Stewart. wasn't snoring. Sir Patrick but, uh, Stewart is on the stage. So anyway, then like um, they go to the intermission and we go off to the bar and uh, kind of like the bell rings. The bell, if you've been to the theatre, you'll know the bell rings after like just five or ten minutes left mm-hmm. uh, to actually get to your seat. And so went there and obviously I nodded off again. Oh and yeah, uh, yeah, my friend was not happy. So, but anyway, like, but that was fine because we also 
went to see Patrick Stewart uh, kind of, I think, a few days later in Midsummer Night's Dream. No, it was Tempest. He was in the Tempest. Hopefully in an outdoor theatre. Yeah. So at least he, he remembered you. Bit... He's like, I'm not, I'm not performing. Not with Rob in the stage. How dare you? Last time I'd done a performance, he was sleeping. I'm, I'm off. Uh, no, it was the same theatre, and uh, I obviously did not off again. But, oh, you know. Mate, you should just not go again. to that theatre. <laughs> Who is that? your band? Who is that boy in the audience falling asleep during my monologue? <laughs> I'll die. Oh, do you know what? Do you know what though? Patrick Stewart really went into uh, James Corden. I don't know if you've seen that in a in a sort of uh, award ceremony. And fair play to him because James Corden was being very rude. Um, yeah, no, I, I actually I like good that he Stewart. went into him. Not good that James Corden. Yeah, was rude. No, Corden. no, exactly, exactly. Um, talk about. Yeah, how dare you, sir? But talking about conspiracy theories and Shakespeare, there's big rumours and theories. Rumours. Like, it can't be rumours now, let's be honest. But he didn't write any of his plays, that he was literally a um, almost a brand. And um, have you heard this before? Yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, there's the theory, like, the theory is that um, Shakespeare's plays are written by several people, which is why the style is so different, a lot of them. Like, mm-hmm. you know, some of them are, like, very kind of huge tragedies. Some of them are very kind of loose comedies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yet the idea is that uh, he... was the brand. Yeah, he was, the yeah brand. he was, like, the front person. And one of the person who... People who wrote most of, like, the most celebrated ones was... Uh, help me out here, Adrian? Something... Like, bacon, something... No, oh, I, I can't remember Tom Hedge, Shakespeare myth. It, it was it was like the um one of the biggest playwrights of the day. Like um I he was like he wrote like a lot of really famous stuff as well. He wasn't like kind of some hack, he was like the other kind of big playwright of the day. I think it was Christopher Marlowe, I wanna say. Oh yeah, are you Chris that rings a bell. I'll tell you what though, my dad literally sat me down about a year or two ago and said, Look, he <laughs> He said, William Shakespeare's a fraud. And he was like, what are you on about William Shakespeare's a fraud? And he, he spoke to me, I'm not joking, about an hour. I said, no, he did this. He didn't do this. He's, and I, this is not my view, by the way, but he said, William Shakespeare is, is thick. He just reared sheep. He's dumb. He's stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, this person wrote it, but he, it's unbelievable. And that there's some, uh, is it Marlowe you said, yeah? Um, I think you're right. I think that's the name that my dad was talking about. And I was like, I couldn't believe it. Have you heard this this before, Dylan? No, this is yeah. new. This is brand new information. Yeah, uh, my dad was like, "No, William Shakespeare's a, a crook. Uh, he's thick. He's dumb. He can't even write. Can't even read." I'm like, "Well, that's a bit rude." I'm like, "No, no." So it's not. <laughs> wow, we're going to get people really being angry at us now, aren't we? But there you go. I mean, it's. I don't know. To me, it's ridiculous. It's like next to be saying Siobhan from Banana Rama wasn't his sister. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and Mil- Millie Vanilli. Come on, get it right, guys. Come on. Millie Actually, Millie Vanilli is a great story, which I'll save for another time. Because, well, I can do it now. It's up to you. Everyone, like, uh, yeah, I think I think everyone knows about. No, people, but people don't actually know like the most interesting part of the story. Go on then. Oh. We've got time. We got time. Okay, basically, like you know who the uh, the guy behind Millie Vanilli was, right? Mm. Oh, it was one of the Miss- famous pop yeah. manager peoples. <laughs> it was a man called Frank Farian, I believe. Like, Frank, yeah. Um, yeah, Frank Farian. It was, and German, this... it was all German, wasn't it? They're all it's yeah. a German thing. Yeah, yeah. He was this German kind of producer, and he uh, wrote all the songs, like kind of sang all the songs. Like, uh, I wrote the song. I write the song. Write the song. Write the theme tune. Yeah, he uh, he wrote, sang, and produced all of it. And um, like the only reason, you know, how they got exposed. 
No. He exposed them because they asked for pay rises. And uh, and when he said no, he was paying the, like, the two front guys next to nothing to be really vanilla. And uh, they, they demanded pay rises. He leaked the information himself oh, to screw them over. God. Wow. But, but that is not the most interesting part of the story, even though that is very interesting. That was not the first or last time he did that. Ooh, the first time he did that was uh, one of the best-selling uh, acts of the late 70s. Boney M. Boney M. <laughs> Oh. That was Boat him. Gym. He he like wrote all the songs, produced and sang the songs himself. The like the main guy in Bernie M was again a front person. Wow. Well, and, cool. and this is even be- this is maybe even better. That was not the last time he did it either. He uh <laughs> a, I think a couple of like bit of kind of one hit ones in the late nineties, you you two will both know immediately. Labouche. <laughs> <laughs> be my lover, baby. Be my lover. Oh my god! That was him and No Mercy, who did. Where, Where do, do you go? go? <laughs> oh man, it's, I know. But but, did, but Rob, man, there's a bit of a sad twist to the Millie Vanilli story, isn't there? I think one of them, one of the bro- brothers, is it brother? They, were they brothers? No, I think they were just. Uh, no, they just knew each other. But they, the, one of them, didn't. I think one committed suicide. Is that right? Am I talking rubbish? Uh, I think it was either suicide or drug overdose. Yeah. yeah, it's not nice. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I think. I think one of them is not with us anymore. I think that 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 also rings a bell. That's a shame. Well, that's a shame. Yeah, no, it's no, sad, no. Like, do you remember yeah. like just when the stuff with the obviously them singing over the top of the record and just looking oh. back at that footage? It's so cringy, isn't it? It's so horrible that. But I, th- that I think actually that's one of the, the. I think that music is actually dated better than you would expect like obviously everyone thought at the time that it was garbage but i think some of the singles girl you know it's true <laughs> yeah like <laughs> i just they're just so those videos are so enjoyable to watch like baby <laughs> like what's that one where like the like uh don't lose my number <laughs> it's something like that man those it's so enjoyable to watch and the music is so much fun yeah no good well Look, guys, there's loads of people on the edge of the seat going, come on, you've gone for a nine. What is your number one ranking, <laughs> craziest, weirdest myth slash unbelievable but these truth? Aren't you ranked. To... These aren't ranked, Adrian. <laughs> but these aren't ranked. So people on the edge of their seats, I'm like, why are you being so crazy? You know, yeah, you're about to be really disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> these aren't ranked. It's not like the best, like the worst to best or everything. These aren't so I don't know. ranked. So why, why are people so excited to hear the last one? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Should we even bother? <laughs> Only if Next it, week. <laughs> only if it's amazing. Come on. Well, uh, number one then, guys, before we wrap things up with a few kind of Twitter slash Facebook comments, is a certain Street Fighter 2 myth, have you guys, or truth. Have you guys heard about this? Uh, is it the film? Wow, the film links in, actually, interestingly. But no, it's more about the game initially. The Secret of Sheng Long. Sheng Long. Ah, see this. Uh, so the old... Um... Ryu's kind of thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Something with Ryu. Now, Ryu, Ryu does, uh, depends how you want Ryu. to pronounce it. Does, does Sheng Long even exist? That's the question. Yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, the power, like, uh, the power of yeah, Sheng Long sen- is... Yeah. See their sen- we'll see their sensei, why Ryu and Ken. I don't know. He, like, well, Ryu's always talking about it. I don't know. Well, well me. The joke's on you guys because Rai is not talking about Sheng Long as a person. He's actually describing his um, 
Shuruken. But you, you guys have fallen for the mistranslation trap, haven't you guys? Oh. So when the word Shuruken was translated into Mandarin, Shuruken, they pronounced it as, as, uh, as Sheng Long. And many people, especially, you know, in European and American countries, thought, wow, this is a character. Who is this crazy Sheng Long? Oh, no, really? But this, this myth, this crazy story uh, came about with electronic or the well, electronic game magazine, EGM. Uh, and they basically done the April's Fool gag. They said, in Street Fighter 2, there's a character called Sheng Long. You can unlock him. And they actually oh. printed the code to unlock him. It's quite elaborate. I've got the code here, to be fair. But it was a hoax. Um, but it's one of the most famous and well-known legends related to video games. Um, the hoax influenced the creation of both Akuma and Guken as characters in the Street Fighter series, with the former appearing in Street Fighter 2 Turbo as a secret boss. So even though Sheng Long hasn't traditionally appeared in those games, it kind of had a sort of off spill. Um, but fan appeal for the character affected later Capcom titles, with public requests for the inclusion of Sheng Long in an actual video game to the consideration of his inclusion in Street Fighter, the movie video game. Uh, Apparently, he was, <laughs> yeah, he, um, it, there was big, there was a huge, there, there was a good chance he was going to come into the, the, the movie video game. Um, but he's, uh, years later, it resulted in the appearance of Guken as a, both a secret boss and a playable character in Street Fighter 4. But again, like I said, guys, the name Shenglong comes from a mistranslated portion of the name of a special move performed by the series main character, Ryu. Uh, That's mad. Never knew that. So, yeah, he said here, you must defeat Shenglong to stand a chance. That's yeah. the text, isn't it? But yeah. it says, as a result, players were given the impression that Ryu Shenglong was thrown to a person instead yeah. of, a, of the attack. Yeah, I, I saw that as a kid thinking, oh, who's this Shenglong character? I always thought, who's that weird character? I, I always thought it was like his, yeah, his master or something. Like a master or like some kind of like karate god or something. <laughs> I don't know. I know, right? Um, if you... If you Google the word Sheng Long, there's some brilliant pictures of like mock up, right? <laughs> I don't know if you, on my Twitter one, I, I put like, a, there's some really good pictures of like a bearded Ryu <laughs> or Ryu. Absolutely incredible. Um, what do you think of that? Now, I personally think Capcom are a bit more sensitive with things like this. They didn't really bring in Sheng Long properly. They bought a few sort of offshoots like Guken or whatever. But, but Mortal Kombat would obviously have brought them in. Do you oh, think yeah. there was, but what, Capcom, should they, should they have done it? They're too sensitive. Very Mortal Kombat. That kind of thing. Yeah. Like, oh, there's a rumor, let's put them in the game. Yeah, I mean, it was a very, like, midway thing to do, isn't it? You kind of, like, go with the, go with what the fans want. But Capcom, Capcom nah. has just done their own thing, haven't they, really, over the years? No. They didn't even bring in what's her face in Resident Evil 2, did they? The, what, is it, Rebecca um, Chambers. No. no, they just bought a photo. <laughs> Just a photo of her in a ba- basketball gear, did you say? Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, odd. Odd times. Odd times for them. Odd times. Great company, See, though. I do love a good Capcom game. <laughs> do love a good you do? Game. I, I like, but I like, I like companies that listen to fans' crazy theories and bring them into their sequels. Okay. That's why I like. Oh. Yeah. Each to their own, um, mate. Each to their own. Well, this is Rob's favourite segment of any podcast, is when we, we bring in the uh, internet. But yeah, they want to hear what our... What our followers have to say. <laughs> no, I think this might, this one might actually be interesting if they've got like stuff that we haven't brought up. And well, yeah, have. I've come up with some crazy things that Adrian hasn't mentioned. So, are you ready for this? So, I started with Twitter and I said, "Do you have a favorite video game myth 
conspiracy theory or unbelievable truth. And I've done Polybius, question mark, kill switch, question mark, Ben Drowned, question mark. Ben Drowned, love a bit Ben Drowned, oh, don't you? Yeah, love yeah, yeah, love yeah. that creepy pasta. <laughs> yep. I would love to know which amazing fables really get your juices flowing. <laughs> I'll be running through a few of these in an upcoming Arcade Up podcast. And I added a few weird pictures. Michael Jackson holding a Sonic 3 game, for example. You know what I'm talking about, Dylan. Yeah, yeah. In joke, in joke. I know. Um, Michael Jackson holding the Sonic 3, dude. Oh, that dude. is kind of funny. That but, was funny. Oh, but you, are you ready, dude? That. Do you want to hear some of this? Yeah, go on. Got, we got Dan. Got Swooper D swooping in again. Oh, Dan. Hello, buddy. He says, he says, here's one I remember. As a kid, talk at school was around Street Fighter 2, obviously, duh. One rumor that went the rounds for a while was that if you beat the original SNES port on eight-star difficulty, perfecting every round with Chun-Li, you got a secret ending where her blouse split. <laughs> <laughs> All the and, desperate yeah, schoolboys trying to unlock that. Such a primary school rumour. Basically, yeah. And everyone apparently tried to do that. Um, Andy, the, the Andy ending. We haven't mentioned Andy for, for months. He's Hi, back. Andy. He's, He's back. back. He's, He's back. probably thinking, I'm sure, I'm sure I messaged you this when you did your first... Uh, your first conspiracy free episode. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, we didn't Andy. actually read anything out then. No, so we, didn't. we, we didn't. didn't. No, we didn't. We saved the best till last because you, I've been sitting on it for months, right? <laughs> <laughs> and Andy says, I love this idea for a pod. And he put love in capitals. How cool is that? Can't wait to hear what you, can't, you guys come up with. Polybius is so weird. I like the myth that Bigfoot, in brackets, the Sasquatch, not the monster truck, is in GTA San Andreas. The idea that there's a mythical creature both in the game and real life is really funny to me. There you go. I'm with you. I'm still and I really just said a Sasquatch these... in, in San Andreas. I'm not bothered about getting him in uh, GTA 5, but yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should have read that out in the first when we covered yeah, it. Yeah, well, you know, time. this is how we, we roll. This is how we, we roll. roll. We roll in crazy ways. Average Joe 33. Average Joe. He says, oh yeah, and being able to see Lara Croft tits in Tomb Raider with a chip. <laughs> I don't and you call me crude. Hey, I didn't say it. It's Average Joe. Average Joe, he goes on. He says, look, Ermac being a playable character in the early more combat. Yeah. He never was. It stood for error, macro, or similar. But oh. later they made a character called Ermac because so many tried to unlock him. So a myth, then a truth, question mark. Mm-hmm. Like it. Uh, Jamie, good old Jamie at Blue Chichain chips in and he says, I was always taken with the idea you could somehow make uh, Seraphoth join your party on Sephiroth. Final Fantasy Final Fantasy 7. <laughs> pronunciation going out the window again. Um, yeah, because you can play as Sephiroth in kind of little tiny bits of the game Ooh. and he's ridiculously powerful. So I think that that's an easy rumour to spread. It's like, oh yeah, well if you do X, Y and Z, you can have this amazing character and have the bad guy on your team. Uh, all right then, pull the other one. Okay. Well, I'm going to read out a tweet here, which I understand about one every three words of this tweet, because I don't get it, but I'm going to read it. Go and read it. It's from Drunami, at Drunami Games. And he says here, Nintendo has historical ties to Yazuka. The Yakuza. Yakuza. (laughs) That's not a conspiracy, but a matter of public record. They used to make Hanafunda cards and operate brothels way back in the day. Here's the conspiracy. They assassinated Gunpai Yokai for the Virtual Boy's failure and the Wonder Swan. So, let's 
I can I can cover all of that, right? So yeah, they used to make playing cards. That's how they kind of came about. They're not just a video. They've been around for like a century yep. or two centuries or whatever. Um, Gunpei Yokoi is the guy who created the Game Boy uh, and also the kind of the standard control pad layout yeah. that we have. So he was a big shot, big shot, big shot. So what the guy is saying is, is that their links to the Japanese mafia are strong and also that they got them to murder him because the Wonder Swan... Was it Wonder Swan? Was it Wonder Swan? Wasn't even a Nintendo thing. You must have left Nintendo by then, right? And, I'm googling it. And the Virtual Boy just made people sick, didn't it? <laughs> made people yeah. Basically, you got I've always vir- kind of wanted to play one one day, wouldn't you? Just to see it. I've but... just heard that they make you really sick. So yeah, I don't know. Boy. There's probably ways around that. Yeah, that it's a ba- Bandai game. The Wonder Swan is a handheld released by Bandai. Bandai. Yeah, so he must have left then. But I can't. Like you never. T- no one ever talks about how he died. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't. Know. He sounds like a bit of a legend in my in my oh, eyes. Oh yeah, super legend. He made. Wait a minute. A... So let me let me get this straight. For for mu- not even months, years. Every time I brought up the Sonic Three music, kind of like <laughs> Mike Jackson doing the Sonic Three music, you guys are like shh shh shh. I know. It's just yeah. Don't talk. It's like oh, Nintendo having someone killed. Oh, Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh when yeah. Things failed. Let, let's go to town. No, Nintendo <laughs> don't have powerful lawyers, Rob. You know that, mate. <laughs> yeah, mate. It's because yeah, we, with the, the Sonic Three thing, we're just we're just messing about, aren't we? Really, about no one's ever going to come after us with lawyers. Uh, but the uh, Nintendo oh, man, that's crazy. That's actually the most craziest tweet I've ever heard. <laughs> I really hope I'd they like, didn't do that. <laughs> and I've liked it, so I'm a bad boy. You know, I'm part of it. Oh. I didn't retweet it. I just liked it in my <gasps> <laughs> oh my god, mate! You are now incriminated. Shall I, I, shall I move on quickly to Gary Stanton? Guilty by association. Yeah, go on. So good old G- Gaza. Gaza. He says here. So there was an apparent nakedness as a reward for a perfect game of Night Trap on Mega CD. Uh, the story Michael Jackson wrote the music for Sonic Three. Yeah, I remember there being something about ignoring the fatality prompt for a hundred straight games of Mortal Kombat Two, Akuma or Gookie's first appearance which may have been on the video, although I think he was teased in the anim. Also, uh, that may have been an evil Ryu. Who can remember? My favourite, though, has to be the buried E.T. Atari carts, which was an urban legend for decades, but turned out to be true. He's literally covered all my notes. He has, hasn't he? He's basically, we've basically said everything that you just said. So good old Gaza. Over the last two, over the last two podcasts. <laughs> yeah, basically. How about... John the Limit Walton. I, you guys are on the edge of your seats, this guy, aren't you? Mate, that's an awesome name he's got. Surely yeah. should be John the Boy Walton. But <laughs> I wish, I wish, I wish a... the parents give me the Limit as my middle name. No, he looks tough. I've seen a picture of him. If that's him in Twitter, he's tough. So I wouldn't. Don't bad mouth, bad mouth him, Rob man. <laughs> he says this: Sheng Long, more mysterious than Satoshi Nakamoto. I've been a mocked-up picture of him looking more like an old guy. Uh, have you heard of um, Satoshi Nakamoto? No, or Satoshi Nakamoto. Do you know Rob? No. Nothing to do with video games, but he is through computers. Uh, Bitcoin. Apparently, he was the guy that invented Bitcoin. There you go. Oh. Interesting. Um, ah, Stone... Oh, no, that's, I mean, allegedly invented Bitcoin. Alleged. Alle- sorry, we all have to say the word alleged. Dylan, you have to cut back on this episode, and every <sighs> sentence you say, you've got to put the word allegedly. The lawyers well, are no, going to because- be after us, boys. <laughs> Well, no, it's, it's not about that. It's like people still dispute who actually has invented. No one's actually proven that they've invented it. Like there's dispute over that. 
in general. That's why I say like allegedly. Bitcoin well, is like the Big Bang Theory. Like it just boom, it just happened. There it is. Now, get, guys, give me two seconds. I'll say the word allegedly clearly, and then you can cut it. In, yeah. So oh, three, two, one. Allegedly. Right, Stone Creek at the underscore Stone Creek. He says, my favorite myth is that Nintendo saved the, the video game industry. It was plenty fine. The oh so terrible crash was just a US only thing while the rest of the world gamed on. Also, the saving was abusing a monopoly in the worst way possible. So Stone Creek is not a Nintendo fan. What do you reckon about that, dudes? Ooh, that's interesting because none of us were around the time that it happened in like 82, 83. Mm. So we don't know. It might have just been a US-only kind of stagnation. Maybe the rest of us just kept on buying stuff. And maybe there wasn't the need for Nintendo to have their seal of quality to get, <laughs> to get, to get, uh, video game standards back up and running. Cause it was, I don't, Rob, do you, do you, do you know much about the video game crash and the supposed? Oh, I haven't read about it in detail, but obviously, we should, I think, it like, basically, there are episodes yeah. like Dragon's Lair where we kind of covered it a little bit. Yeah. It basically just where, um, a lot of people were making bad Atari games, wasn't it? A lot of people were making bad, bad Atari games and yeah. the, the uh, the confidence in the market just went through the floor, and that was supposedly a crash. But again, we weren't there. This is all documented from back then. Who knows? Young. I mean, there were Stone Creek, like Stone Creek might be correct. There were companies that went bust around then. I mean, there certainly was a crash. Mm. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? All I know is that Stone Creek is not a fan. He's not a fan. Uh, Miss Richie, do you want to hear what Miss Richie got to say? Let's see what Miss Lionel Richie has to say. <laughs> Hello, is it you I'm looking for? <laughs> no, Miss sorry, Miss Richie. No, we just, we just, we just messed up. We're just pulling your leg. I, I actually like Lana Richie. I was going to defend. I, oh, I'm a I big love fan. that guy so much. He's amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway. No, I, mean, I actually, I think he's got a soulful voice. I'd, I'd shake his hand. Anyway, Miss Richie says the Ahoy video on Polybius is amazing. Playing on the kill screen in Tetris was thought a myth for ages proved in ecstasy of order and now done pretty regularly. Ermac, great reaction to myths. Saving Aris says a lot about gamers. Guys, that, that is literally what we're talking about. We do, again, people are stealing our notes, bro. And and again, might be, so who Richie was that? Miss Richie. Miss, Miss Richie. Miss Nicole Richie. It could be it's, Nicole Richie. Well, the, the, twi- the Twitter account is at Valkyrie Smudge. So unless uh, Nicole Richie is a big Valkyrie fan, I know Keith is. <laughs> there you go. Is this um, Keith's ha- alter ego? It's, it's t- <laughs> yeah, it's we found him. I've got this is great. Literally, this this guy's name is Be Excellent to Each Other. Oh, I love that. Well At done, Mark mate. Parker sixty six, but Be Excellent. He says here, being able to save Arif 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 in Final Fantasy seven was always one of my favourites. Can't do it, mate. Apparently, it was meant to go in the game, but apparently, can't do it. You're still it's crying, Dylan, from like weeks before. I'm still, still mate. I'm cry- I've still got the tissues, mate. <laughs> the, uh, still got these issues. Hap Baines, and he's he's a bit angry at me. He Hap says, Baines, you Baines. got it. This one, and he's literally just reading. Does he not talk reading. like this? <laughs> you got it. This one. He literally says, you know, he literally put a picture of the picture I put on of Sheng Long and uh, Ryu. It's basically Ryu with a beard. <laughs> I don't think you can see that, Dylan. I know, I know, Rob can't see. It. He's he's banned from Twitter, so but he's got a white beard, like a, like a goatee, beard. actually, oh. just like oh. a Knight Rider. Just like a night. Yeah, ah, evil, evil Michael Knight. This will ah. get this will get your feathers in a twist, um, Dylan. Uh, Frederick Costa says, really simple five words. Akuma 
in Resident Evil 2. Do you know what? There's a load of crazy crap in Resident Evil 2, but <laughs> I don't think that's one of it. No. I know it's both Capcom games, but no, I don't think that's one of it. And retro Walter White. I love it, Walter White. I love it at Breaking Bad. Oh, yeah. Re- but retro. So he's like, <laughs> he's making meth and also loving Arcade Attack. He is. And he's saying the bend round myth still freaks me out. There you out. go. Creepy pasta. Um, anxiety, anxiety was high when I bought a copy of Majora's Mark. I think he meant anxiety. Back. I read I that. Think, yeah, no, you're right. I think, yeah, it's basically anxiety. Look. We've done a whole episode on, on Ben Drowned. I didn't bring up Ben Drowned purely because we've done a whole episode. Adrian read it lovely, Lee. Well, I don't think people will know this, but I remember going around to, I think it was to your house, Dylan, mate, and I was not in a good mood. I was ill. I was coughing and spluttering. He said, we can't use that. We sorry have to that. stop. I'm sorry. I had to stop him. I was like, sorry, Adrian, we have to do this another time. I wasted about two hours of your life, and I was like, I can't. I, I just do it. You were really struggling, mate. I think you were oh, this is ringing a bell. I remember it's all coming back to me now. <laughs> it was funny. And I said, I actually said, I'm really sorry. And I, I finished it. And I was like, no, nah, we can't. And I'm like, no, Adrian, you can't use that. I was like, oh, okay. And I literally did it during the week on my own. And I think my wife thought me I was insane. I was like literally reading the story. It was, I don't know. I don't know how we got that out there. It was a ridiculous podcast. Hey, we haven't gone back to audio um, reading ever yet. Do you reckon we ever go back to it? Do you know what I'd really want to dig out, actually? And I think some of our, I think some of our friends can help us out with this. Um, Rob's not going to approve because he didn't really think much of the magazine, but, um, Sega Power released like little, like a couple of the guys, including, um, Andy Smith, one of the editors. I've just recently done a text interview with him. Um, him and like a couple of the other guys wrote like Desert Strike novels and I can't, oh, I, wow. can't remember what other I had one of those. Did. No. I'm pretty sure I had the Death Strike novel and the Sonic novelization that was on the front. Yeah. That and actually I, wasn't bad. I remember them being really good, like quite entertaining, and I always made mm. my dad like read them to me. So, so, if I can get those, maybe we could do like a, like a reenact, like, like an audio book. And people one like that because it's, it's, it's retro gaming. It's retro no, but Dylan, gaming. one condition, mate. I'll do it as long as we agree to at least one of the Zool novels. There's a Zool novel? <laughs> you, you know there is. There's two. Cool Zool, and there's another one as well. Zool drools. Zool fool. <laughs> Zool's no, fool. I'll do it. I'll do it. And actually, I, I can see it now. Everyone's going to be like, you know, I've got a lot of favourable people in my back going, yes, Adrian's right. As it, he, he, I agree with Adrian. He'll do Desert Strike as long as you agree to do Zool. Okay. Well, let's do that. <laughs> Audiobooks from Arcade Attack. Would we get in trouble, though? Because reading a, a creepy pass is fine, but... Could we read out some? I don't think the Sega Power. I'm pretty sure it's fair comment. Fair use. Yeah, it's 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 for 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 fair use. uh, Critique, critique, and fair use. I mean, we're not going to be reading the entire book. At least I hope we aren't going to be reading the entire book. They're very short. They're very short. They're not like they're not they're like novellas. Really, they're not. They're not. Rob, can you give me your impersonation of Zul? How we would speak, please. And uh, I don't know. Like, what does an ant sound like? I don't. (laughs) Well, given that he's an alien, I think you'd have a moon accent, and I think Rob knows how to do a moon accent. Yeah, I so am Zool, and I speak like this in a moon accent. There you go. The, the episode was on like three nights ago. Oh, wow. Could you imagine? Um, <laughs> so, guys, listeners, you, you've been warned. <laughs> Death think... Strike and Zool combo coming up. Uh, have you got any more to read out? Uh, yes, I do, actually. Heavenly Kim Jong-il. <laughs> <laughs> he li- he's got the... <laughs> 
his picture. Is it um? What's that picture of the South Park? You know, South Park guys that made that film about um, America, Team America, isn't it? Is that yeah, right? Team yeah. America. Yeah. Yeah. He's got. The- he literally said, I wouldn't say favourite, but the Shenlong myth tortured me as a child. Oh, God. Everyone um, wanted to know what. In- Ryu with a beard. That's all it was. Exactly. One Infinity Free Engine says, Sonic Free and Michael is no myth. He used one of the tracks on an album. We spoke about that, mate. Come oh, on. yes, yes. You're so last month. <laughs> <laughs> and the Tetragrammaton, I'm pronouncing that right, by the, the way. The Tetragrammaton. Who's that white dude holding the Sonic comic? And I added a picture of Michael Jackson in his later life holding the picture of Sonic <laughs> 3. <laughs> no comment. Right. But, 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 Rob, you're thinking, oh, that's it. We've got through it. But do you know what, Rob? We've got the Facebook comments now. Oh, no, there's well, Facebook comments. Well, I was going to, okay, we can do that in the night. We can end with my favorite theory, which I'm actually surprised no one's brought up. But like, Ooh, I, shall I finish your Facebook then? Do you want to go yeah, into finish it? Finish off the yeah? Facebook stuff, then we'll hear from Rob, and then we'll then we'll call it a day. Oh my words, ja- Jamie Taylor! Because on Facebook, you you got no limit. You can write for hours, can't you? Oh yeah, you um, can just no. write a whole. You, you're not limited to 240 characters. Oh my words! So, so Jamie says, and he, guys, this be, Dylan's knackered. I can tell, but no, Dylan, be ready for this. I'm very. I've had very little sleep. <laughs> No, but this will wake you up. Because Jamie says, Waffling Taylors, he says, I've always found the MJ and Sonic 3 thing interesting. It's all but being confirmed. Just something that can't be talked about in public. There are pressings of the soundtrack with his company logo on them. The chord structures for songs he was writing at the time are exactly the same. And the name staff in the album are his technical people. That's it. Yeah. I guess we'll never... Yeah, I guess we'll never have Kalinsky or someone else who was involved at the time outright prove it. Excuse me, spurping them, my bad, because of the hairiness of the whole situation. Polybius is also a fascinating one to me. There was even a podcast which dove deep into the whole myth a few years ago. It was really well put together and was put out by Radiotopia. It was presented as real, but was completely dramatized. Imagine the awesome worlds for all the worlds, but more realistic. I would definitely recommend checking it out. Also, the soundtrack was amazing and available on Bandcamp. Guys, we are not professionals. We are not going to start doing Polybius in professional ways. Sorry, no, Jamie. No, sorry, dude. We, we, we are amateur. But Stephen Egg, I love this. Dylan, like, I saw, saw this already. and he is bang on the money. He, Rob, are you ready for this? He said Bubsy 3D was a recruitment tool for the CIA. Come on, and Rob. That's the CIA were incompetent. They weren't that incompetent. <laughs> then Dylan said, this is obviously true. And then Stephen comes back with, what could possibly go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> and just two final comments, uh, Rob, before we finish up. Kevin D. Christofano, reviving Eris in Final Fantasy VII, I meant so many liars who claim they did it. What? Kevin, mate, get some new friends. Can you imagine that? <laughs> They're oh, Kevin. liars, Kevin. You don't Kevin. need them. By the way, Kevin, I, I've revived Aris, you know, 20 times already. Why haven't you done it? You're a loser. Can you imagine that? Poor Kevin. Get some new friends, mate. Some, and yeah, Jamie Jamie, Jamie chipped in with that comment. He says, to be fair, it was in the original design document, but was taken out of the game because there wasn't time to actually finish it off. Final Fantasy VII is a famously unfinished game. Now... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Jamie always he, he always chips in. He's quite smart. He's well spoken, isn't he, old good old Jamie? Well that's why we listen to Waffling Taylors, because he they him and Switch talk good stuff. Oh you found while another we, one. What's no, like, while we're talking, it actually says on Facebook someone is typing a comment literally in front of me. It hasn't come up yet. Oh my god, we can see we can see the comment. Oh has it come up yet? 
someone's typing a comment. No, it's where's it gone? Do you understand, Rob? You know what I'm saying? Someone, someone's typing a comment live. It's exciting. Facebook. That's interesting considering we put up the stuff weeks ago <laughs> around the time we recorded the first one. <laughs> Who would have what are the it? odds? What are the odds of me checking? No, it still says someone is typing. It's not been, oh, guys, should we do some guesses? What, what are they going to say? I Who will it be? I, th- I think it's Ben Drowned. I think it's Ben Drowned. <laughs> you haven't even, like, you've even sort of glossed over Ben Drowned. I know we have. No, like... but I'm, I'm ashamed because I wasted three hours of your life, mate. <laughs> it's gone from two to three hours <laughs> in the last five what? minutes. It's just coming. There was a beep. Do you want to hear it? Go on then. Kevin's back. Our, our friend. I was just slagging up his mates. Okay, he heard us through. <laughs> through. He's like months ago. You asked me to tweet about this. You've come back. Now you're having a go at me, but he's come back and he, he's live. Quite. He's, he, there's a green. There's a green dot next to his line, so we can actually chat to him if we wanted to. But he says this. Oh, he says this. Harvest Moon sixty four had a lot of false rumors. An alien abduction cutscene. A second photo album and adding a second floor to your house were just a few. Oh wow! Could you imagine, Ke- Kevin, mate? I'm really. <laughs> I feel like we're teasing you, mate. That's brilliant. We we <laughs> we were literally on the edge of our seats. Thank you, Kevin. Thanks, Kevin, mate. Yeah, I'm going to comment saying this will be the closing. This will be the closing. Can you hear me typing, guys? Yeah, he's actually comment typing this. On- Someone Ow. is typing. It's Adrian. <laughs> on our podcast. But, yeah, but not quite the last thing because no, no, Rob's going to him, cover his ear. Apart from, apart, from, apart from Rob, who, who wants the final word. Yeah? <laughs> who wants the final word. He will like, get uh, the final word. No, I'm, I'm literally I'm, typing it. Done. I've done it, Dylan. No, I'm amazed that like, this hasn't actually come up yet because I thought it was quite well known. Like, you know... When the first Rocky game came out, right? 1987, Master System. Good game, actually. It's not, it's not brilliant, but it's actually pretty decent, yeah. But it actually wasn't originally going to be the first Rocky game. Like, there's mm-hmm. actually going to be a film tie-in to Rocky Three, released in 1982 on the Atari 2600. And, like, everything was in place for this. Like, Stallone was, like, kind of, like, willing to promote it as part of the whole kind of film promotion thing and uh it never happened because ray kassar like the ceo of atari personally stepped in to stop it kind of being produced because like he hated rocky and he hated like he was like he thought How rocky can was bad rocky? <laughs> he thought rocky and all the like the kind of boxing thing and the violence you know using violence to solve your problems was uh just a bad influence someone who's bad for like american society in general he actually Ugh. personally stepped in and said like I, you know, I think I, I really hate Rocky. I think all of Rocky fans are low lives. And uh, what? And like, I just will not have this on the Atari as long as I'm head of the company. Wait, that's what's his myth. name again? Ray Kassar. That's no, Rob, mate. Rocky is not a boxing film. Okay, Rocky is a love story, which is just based around someone who's a boxer. So I'm sorry. Whoever this chump is, and I, don't, you know, I would defend Atari to the hilt and the kilt. I think Rob's making it up. Yeah, you, Rob, you're doing it on purpose. <laughs> you got me. But you got was, me. But see, that's the beauty of like a good myth. It's hey. just close enough to reality. It was almost plausible. Do you know it what? It got me. Plausible. He got me for a minute. Rob, man, you're clever. And hopefully that myth will travel through the realms <laughs> of time. But even though we've just said he's made it up. No, no, it's, fa- no, it's true. Actually, it's true. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's just true. <laughs> Oh, guys i hope you enjoyed that we've gone through 20 crazy myths or truths we what was your favorite 
we could come up with some more, couldn't we, for another episode? We, you know what? There's so many. I could I could do a ton more of these, but obviously, you know, um, we'll see what people think of them. <laughs> but I hope you enjoyed it. Any final comments? Or are we going to wrap things up, guys? I need to go to bed. Don't know about you guys. <laughs> yeah, Rob. Uh, yeah. Thanks for giving me time to kind of say all kinds of crazy crap like uh, out there uh online. adult themed episodes yeah yeah if you don't know by now guys this is an adult theme episode <laughs> mate. no kids can listen i'm sorry <laughs> we said it anyway guys I, we'll catch you on the next podcast hope you enjoyed it and we'll speak to you soon thanks for listening to today's podcast we really hope you enjoyed it if you want to get in touch regarding this week's episode or anything else you can tweet us at arcade attack uk at Keith Barlow 82 and at arcade underscore Adriano. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash arcadeattackuk. Please check out our website at arcadeattack.co.uk for lots of retro gaming goodness, interviews, reviews, features, top 10, etc. And you can also find all our previous podcasts there. Our podcasts are available to stream from the website and are available to download for free from Stitcher, Podbean and iTunes, where you can also leave us a review and a rating, which we would really, really appreciate. So until next time, take care and we'll speak to you soon.